What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, it's crossover time with Lockdown Padres host Javier Reyes discussing the wild card getting tight, new rookies being dropped into the mix, and then we're drafting the disappointing teams from this season, the teams that we think can bounce back in a big way in 2024, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks crossover. Further ado, as we do every week to break down the NL and do a little draft, we got to bring on the man of the hour, Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres. Whoop, whoop, whoop. There he is. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty okay, man. Pretty okay. Um, all things considered, uh, in life, at least, uh, the Padres yeah, are giving me no reason to be happy, as far as I'm concerned. Outside of a couple cool stolen bases at home runs from Federer Tatis Jr., just just not great. But in regular life, you know, you got a little football action going back. I feel good about my fantasy team, and just in general, I think I think there's like a relief to being resigned to oh, yeah. the season. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm like, okay, I've been out. Like I knew they were going to make the playoffs like three weeks ago, and that's kind of given me a sense of peace. Instead of focusing on all the other stuff having to do with the Padres, which is fun, instead of just doing recaps and will they make it, won't they? Uh, it's kind of fun to do it that way. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah, you're living in it. You're you're in like an actual race, so it must be pretty stressful for you, man. Yeah, it's very stressful. I mean, every day you got to check these standings. I mean, I accept the stressfulness because I would much rather be here having to check the standings, knowing whether my team is in the race or not. Because I've had a lot of seasons like you, Javi, where. You get to the all-star break and your season has already been over for a couple of weeks there. And honestly, the Padres, I mean, up until that last series against the D-backs, I mean, I was like, because the D-backs are going through that slump and then the Padres were kind of coming on a little bit. And it was like, if the Padres take like a sweep here against the D-backs, they're going to be like one game back of the wild card race, which would have been um, insane at the time. But I guess the Padres have fallen back to the pack a little bit. And maybe we'll be talking about the Padres later as we do our draft for teams that we think can bounce back in 2024. But before we got on the podcast, Javi, we were talking about, because, you know, in the month of September in baseball, usually you see a lot of young guys get called up. And I've been talking a lot on the podcast recently. Should the D-backs call up their top prospects? Should other NL wildcard teams call up their top prospects just so they could be little catalysts in this wildcard race, you know, get you to that finish line? And we just saw this past week, yesterday, the D-backs did call up their new top prospect, Jordan Lawler, who was only drafted Mm -hmm. like a couple years ago. And in his debut, we saw him leg out an infield single. We saw him make an incredible defensive play that should be on SportsCenter Top 10. And that's what I think you should do in this wild card race. But this is not just fun for like me as a guy who's watching a team in the playoffs, seeing my young guy in this high-pressurized environment, even a team like the San Diego Padres, this is also opportunity for you where, yeah, your team may be out of it, but now you can give the opportunity to those younger guys like the Machados and the Bogarts and the Tatis is like, they're not going anywhere. You're still going to put them out there on the field. But if you want to give them a little bit more rest days here and there to play a young guy or young prospect, why not do that? Yeah, absolutely. And and there's some potential for that. I mean, when it comes to starting pitching, they've been throwing out Pedro Vila a little bit more and, he hasn't been all that great. Uh, he didn't give up any runs his last start, but he walked like six guys and only struck out one. So he might've gotten a little bit fortunate in that regard. Uh, and then you've got the potential. This came out like a month ago. I haven't heard an update on it. Um, at least I haven't yet. Maybe I have to go look it up, but uh, you know, top prospect Jackson Merrill, uh, does he get potentially called up at the end of the season? I personally would just wait 
and oh. I don't want to rush things because specifically this Padres team has a knack for rushing prospects and calling them up. And it's, it's very odd. I was annoyed with them when they promoted Ethan Salas, who I think okay. you've probably heard of mm-hmm. uh, to double a, when he barely even played high a, I was like, why there's literally no rush. He's like 14 years old. So like, I, I didn't understand that, but in general, yeah, there, you could get like a little creative with it uh, at the end of the season where you could just test out some new guys. The pressure isn't there. Um, it hasn't been all great because St. Gary Sanchez is done for the season with a wrist fracture. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he was really like a nice little addition for you, too. Like he was actually like a bright spot, huh? He's been amazing. One of the rare Padres batters that got better coming to San Diego, which is such a funny thing because it's Gary Sanchez. It's just what a, a weird player he's been for so long. He's been roasted, toasted, all these things. And it's just hilarious. Of course, he'll be the one batter that gets better with the Padres. Do you run it um, back with Gary? You think he comes back next season? I, I wouldn't mind it because yeah. as of right now, uh, Luis Campuzano probably will get a lot more playing time, which, of course, the Campuzano hive that I've been a part of and been a, 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 a leader, a vocal leader of for a while. Not to toot my own horn, but, you know, he's going to get a lot more playing time, which I'm cool with. But, you know, he still has to refine some things, specifically his defense, um, you know, his stuff behind the plate. And Gary, while he's not, you know, some yeah. all star you know, uh, who's like the best, like Sean Murphy, JT Real Muto, you know, those Gabriel type of Moreno. Yeah, Gabriel Moreno, you know, <laughs> like he's not a defensive wizard uh, and he, he never was projected to be that either. Mm-hmm. But even still, I think while he at least gets to average, um, it wouldn't be that bad to have someone who's a little bit more experienced behind the plate uh, and Gary, who at the minimum is has a really good arm and guys seem to be perfectly fine. At least this pitching staff has been perfectly fine pitching to him. Snell started going on his rampage literally right when Gary Sanchez got here. So, you know, I'm okay with it, but it's, it's just really depressing that it's like, wow, you you really, the baseball guy's really hitting us when we're down. You can't even let us enjoy Gary. Really? Why? We're already out of it. Come on. And look at the stat line, 19 home runs in 72 games. It's actually like kind of (laughs) insane. That's like a 40 home run pace or something. (laughs) <laughs> it's if there's one criticism but i don't think he would cost much maybe we'll have to see how the market plays out and whether or not people are going to really want catchers so they might be willing to give this guy a big deal but if that's not the case i would take a flyer on him for like another couple years or one year and be like screw it like it's fine whatever if he can just be average defensively and do what he does offensively then that's a really good catcher um especially compared to other the average catcher value uh, in Major League Baseball. So I'd be totally for it. And he's also just fun to watch, you know, in a lot of ways. So I'd be totally for it. Um, and the home run pace, is that a sign of this being a little fluky? Some might say that. Maybe he got a little bit lucky on some home run fly ball stuff. But Maybe. I'd still be willing to. And if he stinks next year, then you have Campy's out to be excited about. So I don't think it would be so bad. But that's the only thing. It's like the only thing we could be happy about lately. Yeah. I, we have some guys. We have Tatis. We have Kim. But. You know, it's just sad. Why? Why, baseball gods? What did we do? Why? Um, and if you lately, I don't know if Miller, if you've been following. Actually, I'm gonna save this for when we get to the draft. Okay, I'm gonna save this when we get to the draft. Actually, and but I, uh, go for yeah, it. Just, yeah. yeah, just looking at Sanchez's 162 game average, 38 mm-hmm. home runs per season. If you yeah projected out 162, so this guy's a legit um, power bat behind the plate. But D backs right now playing the Chicago Cubs in a 
tough series where four game series here, then you play them again, you know, right after the New York Mets. Um, and that's going to decide your tiebreaker for the season. Then you play the Giants after that. So D-backs, three of the next four opponents really heavy against the NL wildcard race. And just looking at it, Javi, as a, as a you know, non-biased, you know, watcher right now. You're like the watcher in the Marvel series. You're just on the outside, the peripheries, just mm-hmm. seeing everything mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. going on. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. The Giants now, you know, they're starting to struggle a little bit. They're going a little losing streak here. They're a couple games back in the wild card, but the Marlins still keeping pace. The Reds somehow still keeping pace. Just from yeah. your perspective, how do you think this wild card race is starting to shake up? It's funny. I I feel I have no will towards the Giants. Mm-hmm. I've had only fine interactions with their fans on social. Uh, granted, that's not the best barometer for things because just my social. But even still, like I, I've liked a lot of their players over the years. Like I'm totally cool with the Giants. It's it's like a fun and fierce rivalry, but not one that gets like disgusting. You know what I mean? Between the Padres and Giants. So, you know, I, I'm a little bit upset that out of all the teams that they could play spoiler for, seemingly it was the Giants. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like kind of beating them in that last series pretty badly. So that's unfortunate. But in terms of the wildcard race in general, it's like I go back and forth because it's exciting. But then part of me is like, is it artificially exciting? Because this was going to happen. Eventually, teams were going to fall off since you're playing 800 games a year. So like, that's just how it it feels almost like who gets hot at the right time, right? Where it's like, do I feel a little bad that the Rangers are falling out because they've been like the top, like a top three team all year? And because Seattle got hot for three weeks, now they might be in trouble. Yeah, that's just that's flaws with the sport. If you're one of those people, right? I think it's it's different. It's just different how it plays out. But yeah, it's it's intense. Um, it seems like nobody wants to lock this thing up uh, for sure. But it is a lot of people in for it. And I think we talked about it a while ago. I recommend everyone going check it out. I think it's the 2010 um, MLB season when literally the last like five teams were decided on the last day. Go look up Evan Longoria's home run for the Rays that literally sent them into the playoffs. And oh, my God. Don't even bring it up. Don't even bring it up. Yeah. That's, like, literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> I was a Red Sox fan at the time. That's, like, my worst nightmare. Oh, no. That's, like, the worst moment. It wasn't against the Red Sox either, though. It was yeah. – the Red Sox blew the game against the Orioles, which is what was funny. But um, there's a yeah, lot that I happened mean, that night and everything <laughs> happened. <laughs> I remember, like, very vividly. Don't worry. Maybe that's hurt. what we're in for. It's been Sorry. a while. Right. Maybe we're going to have like a game 162 that really matters. I, as just a bystander, I'm I'm excited for that possibility. Yeah. And two years ago, we had the opposite because the D-backs on the last day of the season could have got the number one pick. And then they had like a walk off home run, like their final game of the season to drop. I remember that. Yeah. In the, in the race. It was like so the Texans like, last year yeah, so <laughs> going like, for it on fourth and losing the first overall pick. <laughs> that's like anti right there, which is pretty funny. But I yeah, love I love it. There's a lot of love shout out wildcard race is going to be insane love seeing all the new guys getting called up i just love this time of the season where wildcard teams calling up young guys for the playoff push and then teams out the postseason are giving their young guys a look as well yankees mm-hmm. calling up a bunch of dudes as we see as well so i just love that youth movement that we see in major league baseball right now but want to do a little draft with you javi drafting the bounce back teams in 2024 maybe maybe your team goes pretty high in that draft but before we get there, we first need to talk about this article of clothing I love to wear called Bird Dogs because 
Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I promise you, I look like a light-skinned Greek Adonis when I put on the Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long so go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And don't forget to catch every D-Bags and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Series XM app and either search up Diamondbacks or Padres. Now we're back here with Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres because it's time to do our little weekly draft. And today we're drafting the disappointing teams who we think are going to bounce back in 2024. And we got some set parameters today because we don't want to just draft you know, a team like the Giants who are two games back or a team like the D-backs or Reds or Marlins who are still fighting for a wild card spot. We want this to be teams who we know aren't going to make the uh, postseason down the final stretch run. So they got to be at least five games back at the wild card at the time of us recording. So anyone from the Boston Red Sox on are eligible. As always, I'm going to bring out a coin for our draft. I got some kind of coin here. What is this? Oh, a good old nickel today. I think you like to go with tails. Okay. <laughs> I think you like yeah, to go with always. tails. As always. You know, I just got to confirm, Javi. I don't want to one day you say, let me switch it up. <laughs> and we got, whew, for the listeners, we got heads. I guess they can't see it. Bob, so uh, I will okay. be going number one overall. And mm-hmm. I am just so excited for this draft. Millie gets number one overall. I get to get really crazy with my number one overall pick because I have to take this team number one overall because, oh, you got you like went out of focus for a second. I know. I saw that. <laughs> like clicked off the tab, came back. I was like, what happened? Javi? Um, I have to go with this team number one overall because if you go back and listen to some preseason pods, I think I might have picked this team to make it to the World Series. If not, I know I definitely picked a player on this team to win the MVP this season. And this is a team that's loaded with stars. They got one of my players from a team that I grew up loving, the Boston Red Sox this past offseason. Gave him a fat contract at shortstop. And this team is still loaded with MVP talent like Juan Soto, Manny Machado, one of the most fun players in baseball, Fernando Tatis. You got studs in the rotation. They got some pending for agents like Blake Snell, but if they bring him back because we know this team likes to spend money, I'm sure they're going to go after Shohei Otani in the offseason. I'm predicting a big bounce back season next year with the Machados and the Sotos and the Tatises all healthy and playing from game one. I'm drafting with the number one overall pick, my co-host, favorite team the san diego padres boo, boo, boo. it's it's i'm look people bring up like our sports rigged is this draft rigged you've won like the first pick nine out of ten times Stop. and then you take my team from me um, beautiful god god i love the sports god thank you the prayers have been answered unbelievable but um look it's i mean i've talked about this on my pod ad nauseum but it's 
you know, my latest thing is I think that as an organization that they have failed and I think it's time or at <laughs> least there's reason to believe that they need some change, maybe in the front office with AJ Preller. But if you were to just look at this season, I really do think that it is a huge fluke. Um, I'm not saying that them missing the playoffs is a fluke. I'm saying for them to be this bad, I think is really just a, a huge fluke. You're telling me you can't be at least 500. Like that's just, there's too many things. And if you just look at the overall numbers, if you look at run differential, that's better than the giants and the D backs combined. That's better than basically oh every other playoff team that I'm looking at. It's better than, or it's at least right there with Philadelphia. They were even higher at one point. So like, and granted, Run differential can be skewed sometimes because the Padres this year loved if they were beating up on a team to make it instead of five nothing, you know, eight nothing, right? So that's totally possible too. But for you to be like number one in starting pitcher ERA or at least around there, for you to have a sub one ERA closer, for you to have two guys that are going to win the gold glove and overall your defense as a whole being the best, and for you to have that payroll, it's just it just doesn't add up for you being this bad. Now, will they bounce back next year? I mean, maybe they'll lose Blake Snell. We'll have to see, like, what happens, you yeah. know? Like, you mentioned Otani. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But I just think if you look at all the stats, all the players, just colossally bad in clutch situations to the point where it doesn't add up. What are, what are they? I'm going to check right now, actually, what they are in one-run games. Because last time I checked, they were, like, 23. and um, Or they were, like, 6-23, and 23, I think it was. Um, so I just kind of... I look at that and I say, this doesn't really make any sense in terms of something that will translate year to year. Six and 22 in, in one run games. If they're just average, if they're so six, 22, so that's 28. If they're 14 and 14, or if they're 13 and 15, they're in the playoff hunt. If that happens, right? Like mm-hmm. they had to just not be awful in clutch scenarios. They're 0 and 11 in extra innings games is another one, right? They're one game away from, breaking the record set by the 1969 Expos, I believe, for worst record in extra innings. So I, I just think that as a whole, if you looked at it, just that stuff, this doesn't make sense. That you're telling me you can't, that you're worse than Pittsburgh? You're telling me you're just as good as the Nationals, who you got Soto from? Yeah. It just doesn't add up to me. So I think, yeah, they are definitely probably going to be the most popular bounce back team for oh, next okay. year. Just because... It's not like they're 14 to 14 in close road games and they're, you know, really messy and all that. It wouldn't shock me if they were like 70 and 67 right now. It'd yeah. be disappointing, but you're 60. It just doesn't add up. So I think that's why a lot of people are going to pick them. You look at every sport, usually when you're, it's particularly in baseball, clutch stats don't usually, uh, maybe for players, individual players, they might, but they don't usually translate year to year where you're like, you win all your close games. That's not going to happen next year in a row, right? That's uh, to throw a little football in there, like the Minnesota yeah. Vikings last year being 12-0. Say, yeah. yeah, like they were 12-0 and in one-run games. Everyone's down on them this year because they have to regress. Mm-hmm. Me, for the record, I'm, I'm ready to zag. I'm kind of like, I think they oh. might be good. But maybe they're just even in clutch uh, one-run or one-score games this year. But that's how I look at it, if they're just even in it next year. And, oh, they don't have depth. I don't care. It, like there are other teams with worse team like roster than the Padres that hit better than them in close games. So 
makes sense. And I ranted for a long time, so I'm going to stop now. <laughs> it's okay. It's your team. You want to get it off your chest. It's okay. You got some bad to. To yeah, there was some bad vibes start the season, right? You had the Machado contract looming, right? You had Tatis not mm-hmm. starting the season because he was suspended. So I think next season, clean slate for everyone. I always say year two, you got Bogart struggling in year one. I always think year two is better for, uh, you know, big time players in new places. So I, I think a big bounce back is coming for the Padres next season. But who do you take then since your team is no longer on the board? I'm here. I'm going to take my former team. Uh, I'm a recovering Uh-oh. fan the way I'm like recovering from an illness, but practically um, I'm going to go with a little bit of surprise. I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. There you go. Um, they've been roasted rightfully. Everyone should go check out. I forgot who wrote it. I don't have it. My apologies. But a really great primer breaking down why the Yankees have been a disaster from not spending money for some reason, being one game away from the World Series and then deciding that was the year to cut on payroll from their just not necessarily making good draft picks from the fact that they you know brought in Josh Donaldson, where they have these aging veterans when they were scared of signing your Corey Seegers and whatnot because they thought they would have these aging veterans that's in it you know, play well. And they ended up with those guys anyway, with Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson and some other players. So yes, there's a lot of bad with the overall vibes of the Yankees right now. But personally, I think that their manager is going to be fired. Um, I think someone's going to have to pay for this because the Yankees and it's possible they finished under 500, which literally never happens ever. I think it's been like 30 years since that happened. So you have that. And I think, you know, year two of Anthony Volpe, uh, top prospect Jason Dominguez just caught called up and he hit home run in his first game because of course he did. Uh, that's a top prospect. He's going to be up for the team next year. You've got those guys. Hopefully they'll get better. And also you had a fruit, like a freak injury to Aaron judge who I know has been hurt throughout his career, but it was like a toe thing in Dodger stadium. Like that was, it was a little bit more fluky. You take that into account and then you take into account that they still have a big budget and they can certainly bring in some new people. And I think that they could bounce back. I think that and Anthony Rizzo freak injury there where he becomes the worst batter in baseball and no one thought to check. Hey, remember when we had to take him out of the game because his head went into Tatis there? Should we like, I don't know, like do a cat scan or something like that? Like, (laughs) and apparently they didn't realize that for two months. So hopefully Rizzo's back to normal next year. So I think they have some things going for them. They still have a decent farm and a team with a budget like that. I don't think you can fully count out, even if. That division's really tough. That division's weird. Like every yeah. year it's a new winner, right? Every year it's either Tampa. This year it's it's Baltimore. Last year it was the Yankees. Whoever's the favorite for that division seems to not win the next year. You know what I'm saying? Like last yeah. year, Tampa was favored. They fell down. This year, the Yankees were favored. They fell down. The year before that, um, I think the, what was it? The Blue Jays were favored and they're just okay. So I think that division's very chaotic and they have a chance. Yeah, I mean, I love... I love the gamble of betting on the Yankees, right? Because it's basically a legacy play with the New York Yankees. Like you said, yeah. this team never finishes below 500. So just to pick a team that's literally their season after season, like even if you look at the last 20 years, the, the years that were like, man, this is not a very good Yankees team. They're still probably winning 90, 91 games those years. The years that were like, oh, this team is not even that good. Are they going to make the postseason? Yeah, they're going to make the postseason, probably win 90 plus games. So to bet on the Yankees to make the postseason, I think is probably a strong bet. Um, I don't know if they will make major changes to that front office just because I I don't know if Brian Cashman's ever going to fire um, Aaron Boone. And that's like the only thing that makes me hesitant mm-hmm. with this Yankees pick because I don't know if anything's going to change with that front office who has just been so questionable with their decisions from 
I did like the Carlos Rodon signing, but there was a lot of red flags over that, and there was a lot of people who didn't like it. And you traded for Josh Donaldson, gave Aaron Hicks a big contract, you took yeah. on the Stanton deal. Like, there's a lot of. I mean, I think you had DJ LeMayu on one of the worst contracts in Major League Baseball, and I didn't even. Yeah, just I, think, <laughs> I think one of us picked up. I think we picked up like last week. Yeah. 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 So it's like when you think of all the moves that the Yankees have made over the last few years, not going after a guy like Corey Seager, it's like. Yeah, the Yankees, from a legacy perspective, they're yeah. always in the mix in the wild card in the postseason. But could you actually front trust this new leadership group from what we've seen the last few years to actually get them back to the playoffs? Uh, it's probably a big question. But I don't mind the gamble at all with their numbers. Yeah, two. I mean, and it's, look, they didn't even call up Bryce Harper, whose favorite team was the Yankees. They didn't even they met with Machado. Didn't give him. I'm telling you, man. Everybody who gets mad at me when I bring this up, but like spending is a big part of this i'm not saying you have to spend a bajillion but when you see moves like this miller they were one game away from the world series and that's when you're cutting payroll what what doesn't make any sense sense. so maybe they'll bounce back next year we'll have to say like it i'm going i'm going to leave your team at number four since i have the number one pick here so i'm going to give you a little sweetener at number four because number three i'm gonna play a little bias here but i do think it's pretty accurate because i'm going to take the boston red Sox with my number three pick because i do okay. think there's another potential pick you could have chosen here who i think you might go with your next pick but for the red Sox, i like them to bounce back next season because the red Sox are that sneaky team that wins the world series the years you don't expect it because it seems like they are their best the year after that they suck, right? And the last two years, they're going to finish either fourth or fifth in the division. And I think on paper, like, for most of the season, the last couple years, like that first half, they've probably played above expectations, maybe injuries, maybe second half fall-offs are the reason why they didn't finish strong. But I think on paper, this team has decent amount of talent. You add to it in the offseason, maybe go out there, try to get a show of Otani. But I think you at least have a decent core here. A guy like Yoshida actually ended up being a major signing for the Boston Red Sox. Chris Hill will ever see if he could get healthy, but I love Devers. You got at least, I mean, stories back and healthy. Um, we'll see how good he is. Um, but I do kind of believe that this, even though they traded away Mookie Betts, I think that will curse this franchise. I do kind of feel like they have a plan and they might be moving in a direction. I love their young guys from the Cassises of the world, a couple other dudes that they have. So I think they kind of have a nice little young core. They always seem to find talent in their farm system. And this is a big market team that at times has not been afraid to spend money at all, has not been afraid to go out there and make a big trade. Now, will they trade away Mookie Betts from time to time? But this team had just always just been such a wild card in standings, in playoff races, like you never know from year to year, are they going to be a first-place team or a last-place team? So I'm going to pick the Boston Red Sox to be a bounce-back team in 2024. Not bad. Uh, Not bad. And I think that they're a team that might be a victim of a really tough division, too. Um, They've been able to – yeah, the Bogarts thing, you know, them losing bets uh, is obviously huge. They salary-dumped a Hall of Famer. Like, that's not – that's always a bad sign uh, for an organization when you salary-dump a, you know, a Hall of Fame player in the case of Mookie Betts, but I mean, they, they tend to do better than this, I think. And they're, they're, they're like Yankees light where they don't usually finish this poorly. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they're going to bring in some guys and at least they had some hits this year, right? Like Masataka Yoshida has been incredible uh, for them. Like he's been a really good player. He's been clutch. He's been awesome. There's a lot of weaknesses on this roster. They don't necessarily have the strongest farm. Uh, They don't have necessarily the strongest farm. Trevor story is hitting 176 still. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, that's not great. <laughs> that's not great. I thought he was. I assumed he would be hitting better when I clicked on his name. Um, so he's. That's why I said it slow. I was like, you know, Trevor Story. I was like, I lost it. So you know, their GM is questionable. It's very. It's it's a little bit similar to the Yankees, where like they've decided that they just don't want to spend anymore, even though that's how they've historically won their their titles. We'll see if it plays out uh, in their favor. Um, I don't know what they're doing exactly, but at least they have a couple things. And like you said, they really are good at bouncing back and being good. I mean, even two years ago when they made that playoff run, yeah. um, and they yeah, were just exploded yeah. at the, and doing the right that time. Playoff, but still, yeah, because doing that playoff run, they sneakily almost like made it to the World Series. I know, I, I know, it was kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. If not for the Astros just being, you know motivated by wanting to stop people you know what i mean they're like we will not take the slander any longer like if not for that i mean they were close but i remember the rays won game one of that series when the playoffs when the red sox made their one Mm -hmm. randy had a big home run there's a really fun um uh spanish announcer who does the the call on that one uh that's really (laughs) that's incredible that i recommend everyone to see if they can look it up um and then they end up beating the Rays, who were like the best regular season team that year. And like then they just keep going. Too. Yeah, it was like they just caught fire, man. They're a team that loves just saying, screw it. We don't mm-hmm. care about pitching. We're just for some reason going to hit the crap out of everybody at the right time. They do this very often, whether it be 2013, whether it be 2021. It's just what they do. Um, I, I, I'm, I am worried about the <laughs> lack of the 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 farm talent and Chris Sale ain't getting any younger. Maybe Ryan Bello will be something. I don't know, but we'll have to see. But it's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick yeah. at all. I like to, yeah, I because I think a lot some of their farm talent is just already on the major league roster. I like some of their young guys. Duran, yeah, you said Bello. Hmm. You got the uh Cassis, you got Cassis. Yeah. 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 I think I think you got like a, a few pieces they have a nice little core of that maybe you could build mm-hmm. off of. And I think for the rest of this draft, maybe we do three more picks rounded out at number six overall because before we continue this draft javier reyes you know we got at the time of us recording this right it's thursday night it's nine o'clock and with football season back with the mlb playoffs around the corner there's no better app to download and place a bet and make some money than FanDuel. where is my oh here it is my FanDuel overlay because get ready for the nfl season with incredible offers from FanDuel. America's number one sports book right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use and can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks or Padres. Now back here on the Locked on Diamondbacks, Locked on Padres crossover. Drafting the teams that we think are going to bounce back next season. I took Padres one. Ha ha. Javi took Yankees two. I took <laughs> Red Sox three. And now you are back up with the number four pick, sir. Whew. Oh, boy. Um, this pick is a little bit based on organization, um, a little bit based on the bounce back. And I also, I think most importantly, the division stinks, man. So, like, if you guys don't bounce Uh-oh. back, that wouldn't be a good sign. 
I'm going with Cleveland. Um, okay, this was a team that I believed in uh, for a while this year, back when our old buddy Rylan Styles and I were doing our little power ranking updates. You know, shouts, shout, pour one out for my guy real quick. I Used took to over. I stepped up. Yeah, you stepped up. I know you did, but just to, to show it a little respect for my yeah. for, for our former Royals host. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I kept believing in them because I just thought, you know, I like that they extended Andres Jimenez. I like that they went out and got Josh Bell. They're a mm-hmm. team that never spends historically, and I'm not saying that they, you know, spent gangbusters, but they did a little bit, and that's a I nice mean, sign. Yeah, new ownership, right? Like they have a new ownership group. It's a nice sign. You know, they changed their name to Guardians. It's a nice sign that they're like, all right. We're not necessarily going to go out here and spend four hundred million on Juan Soto, but we're going to like extend some players. We're going to put out a little bit, and that's cool because low key, like the Guardians, for the past like ten years, they have one of the highest winning percentages in baseball. They had a stretch when they went to the World Series where they just kept winning games in the regular season. They unfortunately didn't win a World Series, partially in my opinion, anyway, because they didn't put the pedal to the metal and you know try and get some more enforcements, and instead they lost players every year. But I like the new direction of the ownership group, and also just a really like incredibly bad offense that I have to imagine is going to get a little bit better next year. Maybe Steven Kwan bounces back and hits for a little bit more power. Uh, Jose Ramirez low key, like on very under discussed, not the best season from our boy. Granted, Mm -hmm. if this is a bad season that shows you how good Jose Ramirez is, Um, but it also shows you that he's probably only going to be remembered this year for a fight to be perfectly honest with you. But yeah, for F4, it's still not that bad. Like, decent defender. He had a DC, he had an okay season. The problem is that this is like a six win player and his WRC plus declined by 30 points. So there is some concern there. But even still, he's 30. He's not super old. He has a chance to turn it around and he's the type of player that can carry an offense. And then also, Shane Bieber and our boy. I don't know if he's your boy. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, Tristan like, McKenzie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tristan McKenzie, Cleveland. both just lost seasons from them. And this mm-hmm. team is built on a pitching. Like I'm pretty sure Shane B- Bieber hasn't pitched in like, forever. yeah, he hasn't pitched since July. Like he's been shut down. He has questions as a pitcher, but that's still a big loss. And then Tristan McKenzie basically just never got an opportunity. I mean, he pitched in two games this year. So, you know, like he's just, he was just a lost season for him. Maybe they can figure out something with Lucas Gilito. I personally don't think so. I think that guy isn't any good. And I think that, Wow. People got way too excited at the Angels buying him at the deadline. I thought that that was peak. Nope, not going to happen. Like, you got to get somebody that's a little bit better than that. Um, but maybe they can figure it out. I mean, Cleveland's known for developing pitching. Gavin Williams, Cal Quantrill, whatever. Maybe they can get some of those guys to be average and just get a little bit more from their offense because they were really, really bad this year. Maybe Andres Jimenez bounces back. And they always have a farm. Always have a farm. I... I'm still mad at them for not trading for someone like Sean Murphy when they clearly had the chance to. Uh, but even still, really bad division. All they have to do is just be a little bit better. Um, call up some prospects. Maybe go get a couple bats in the offseason, and then they'll be fine. Yeah, I like this pick a lot. Um, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. I guess I'll take mm. them with my next pick. But the mm. Cleveland Guardians, I mean, when you mm, – that's right. Um, the Cleveland <laughs> Guardians, I mean, we look at that rotation. Yeah, you got McKenzie and Bieber out, but you still got some really interesting young talent with the Tanner Bibby. 
I think that's how you say his name. I don't really know. I'm kind of guessing. Logan <laughs> Allen got the Aaron Savali who they traded for. Like Gavin Williams. Like all those guys are in like their mid to early 20s. All of them got like a sub three five ERA. So you could you could potentially have like a six man rotation of dudes who had like a three five or lower ERA and going to next season with Bieber, Tristan McKenzie back because I do think Bieber and McKenzie are two. Uh, under the radar when you think of like frontline duos in major league baseball i think those two are, are pretty underrated and when you just look at the other pitchers that they have behind them the young talent that they have yeah you just add some offensive pieces like you said i think this cleveland guardians team can definitely bounce back um the twins i don't think are a scary team either like you said this division's not anything mm. i don't know if another team twins, from the division man. yeah i mean I, didn't we mention this that every star player on the twins has been bad but they're somehow like just okay enough by sheer depth like Correa and Buxton's finally healthy I think you said this Buxton's finally healthy but now he's not good in my opinion one of the five most overrated players we've had in the game past bunch of years the Kadarius Tony (laughs) Kadarius Tony (laughs) Uh, a little bit honestly the 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 cop works but my thing is he's one of the only players who could put up nine war like what are you talking about he's he's never had an on base percentage above 310 what are we doing here but um yeah i just think i just think uh me with the stats (laughs) it's around there by the way pick my exact word for it but yeah um i like my pick a lot what do you got sir Number five, I'm going to go. I feel like I'm just giving all of Javi's favorite teams today. I don't know if you wanted to take the team, but I'll take them because they got your little Puerto Rican power over there with Francisco. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take the New York Mets. I mean, why not? I'm going to get arguably the richest owner in Major League Baseball. I don't know where Stephen Cohen. Uh, you know, lines up exactly, but I assume he's near the top. This is a team. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, from the Max Scherzer's, it sounds like they're going to take a two-year, you know, short rebuilding plan where this is mm-hmm. like year one or something, or next year is going to be year one. I don't know. I don't believe it. I think they were just like, we suck this season. Why not just get some of these old pitchers off our payroll and probably add some other big time salaries in the offseason? Because guess what? As we know, Shohei Otani will be a free agent. Will he be playing next season? I don't know. Maybe as a batter. But I do think if Otani's a free agent, the New York Mets will be all in on him. So I'm not surprised to see them do some salary dumps when they're already out of it. I think with Stephen Cohen and their aggressiveness to go after players, I think this is just a team that's always going to at least be in the mix because of that spending power. And they yeah. are coming off. Obviously, this season is disappointing, but they were like a 100-win team, yeah. wildcard team last season. Yeah. And obviously, they kind of disappointed once we got to the playoffs as well. But still think from a town perspective, they still got – Pete, they got Lindor. Sanga has been a really good rotation mm-hmm. starter. I think there's some obvious flaws on that roster, but I just feel like they're going to replace those flaws with some uh, with some free agents this offseason. And even got like Francisco Alvarez. Like they've been able to hit on some of these farm pieces as well. So I like the Mets to bounce back. Yeah, and if you hope that their farm pieces, some the ones that didn't do great, like your Brett Beatties and Mark Vientos, hopefully they just get better next year. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, you freed up a little bit of payroll. Maybe you can go get some decent pitchers to help, you know, round out your rotation because that was a big thing for them as the rotation depth killed them. Their guys were just outrageously bad at the back end of the rotation on top of Scherzer and Verlander. And, you know, you still got Lindor. You still got Nimmo. You still got Alonzo. You... Hope that Starling Marte, who had an injury, that he bounces back. You've got Jeff McNeil, who went, I don't think, someone needs to remind him that he won the batting title last year. Like, maybe, I don't think it'll take too much. And like you said, this is unlike the Padres. The Padres had it won, like, 100 games. And we used them as, like, their the consensus number overall pick. The Mets went, that's a huge, like, decline. 
Um, and unlike, say, when the Giants won 100 games a few years ago, I think everyone was like, what kind of wizardry is going off here? Brendan Crawford's never been a good offensive player. Why is he great all of a sudden? The Mets still have guys that should be great next year. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, can they be at least as good as Miami? Sure. Right? Like, that that's, that should yeah. happen. Um, and honestly, Phillies, at some point, maybe them not having any good defensive players will hurt them. Maybe. <laughs> still got it. we still uh the verdict hasn't been passed i don't know why it just doesn't matter that they have the two worst outfield defenders in baseball uh when it comes to the regular season but yeah i, I think that's a great pick and to be honest with you we should have taken them earlier i don't know why we didn't take them earlier <laughs> i think we just forgot i think we got scared off by the whole oh it's a rebuilding year it's a project now I think you're right, though. I don't think they're just going to sit here. They have a lot of money committed. Maybe they won't throw their, you know, they won't bat their eyelashes at Otani, but they're going to get something. So yeah, I'm and I don't ever want to underestimate like the trade market too, because you could just go yeah. out there and be a superstar sometimes for like absolutely pennies it on the dollar. Shouts to the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it happens. And who knows? Do the Cardinals go with your final pick here, Javier Reyes? I mean, there's basically no other team that I like all that much. I think that there's some interesting buzz with the Washington nationals, just a tiny bit, a little bit. They have Mackenzie Gore, Mackenzie Gore. Maybe he gets better. CJ Abrams starting to rip it a bit. Uh, Of course, Sonny. Yeah. Josiah gray, low key, like becoming a decent starter. Maybe they get some, some double gray power. Sonny gray going to be a free agent. Maybe they go out and do that. Um, And then you've got James Wood. Who's like a top five prospect in baseball. Maybe they could be a little bit better next year. Um, but I'm going to side a little bit with the Cardinals. Um, that team doesn't mess up very often. Um, I do think it needs to be brought up a lot that this team had been looking for starting pitching help for like seven years. And it never bit them in the butt because they kept getting stuff out of Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, whoever they brought. Jack Flaherty comes in, but they'd always needed like, let's get a, a good number two. And the only thing they've ever done was uh, pretend that they were going to trade for Luis Castillo for like two hours. And then they signed Steven Matz, who was a one-year wonder with the Mets or Blue Jays, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Blue Jays before they signed him. Um, and then they they were just counting on all of that. So I don't know. I just think that Cardinals overall, you still got Arnado, You still got Paul Goldschmidt. Maybe you hope that some of their young players like Carlson, like Tyler O'Neill, you know, have some better years. Tommy Edmond, all those guys. And maybe they they figure out what to do with Wilson Chairs. I don't know. Um, the the Nationals is a more fun pick, though. I have to admit, the Nationals <laughs> is so much more fun of a pick. Um, I can't do it yet, though. I can't do it. I, I'm going to go with Cardinals because they have more stars that we know are there right now. Yeah. And if they can just get some decent, so like I mean, they've been outrageously bad this year. Um, and I think a little bit too bad. I mean, they've been the disastrous, like one of the worst teams in the game. So. I'm going to pick them to bounce back, even if it's to like a 500 level, that'll still qualify. So, yeah, the Nationals are like the mystery box from Family Guy, yeah. right? Be anything. It could be even a boat inside the box. Like, it could be anything. It's Call of Duty box. mystery box, too, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? And the Cardinals, like, yeah, you still got Goldie, who is the reigning MVP. Nolan Arenado is still a stud. 
that rotation needs to get better. I don't think trading away guys like Jordan Montgomery is going to help. But I feel like sometimes a team like the True. Cardinals, they just get too invested in like certain players that they love. They just put too many eggs eggs in certain players' mm -hmm. baskets. Like you said, with the Wainwrights, I think they probably put a lot of eggs in the Jack Flaherty basket. And then with the injuries, wasn't really able to hit his potential. That kind of really hurt um, that rotation as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I just think with that Cardinals, I, some of their young talent. Jordan I mean, Walker, yeah. I don't know if I love their young talent. I do like Jordan Walker, but some of the other guys, like the Dylan Carlson's, or like when they have the Tommy yeah. Edmonds of the world, like the Paul DeJong's. I guess they have Edmonds, but the Paul DeJong's of the world. Like I'm just not sold on a lot of their young talent. I'm still on the wait and see approach with Jordan mm -hmm. Walker, but this is, I think the Cardinals are just also another like legacy team. When you think about like the history of Major League Baseball, I think the Cardinals yeah. are one of the teams that's always been in the mix, always like a class act organization. They're kind of like San Antonio Spurs ish in terms yeah. of how they've been mm -hmm. able to build it over um, the course of their franchise so i do like the cardinals as a potential bounce back team when comparing them to the rest of the field it just feels like the cardinals are at least professional and not going to mess around once we get to yeah. the season. maybe we don't always agree i, I like that team. you're yeah i like that you're not totally at jordan walker i mean it's 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 totally possible i mean and also you know lars newbar world baseball classic champion <laughs> You know, and he's he's just a solid batter. He's the type of player that every team in the league would want. Um, just great on base guy too. Um, so yeah, my, and if they're just a little bit better, if they're at least in contention, the division isn't terrible though anymore. Um, which is one of the reasons why I picked the Guardians. Like I like the Cardinals as a bounce back more in a vacuum, but the division stinks for the Guardians. So if they're just okay, they could be a playoff team next year. While the Guardians, it's like the Brewers, unfortunately, are still you know, always in the, the running. They've had a good season. And then the Cubs, right? The Cubs have been good. The Reds are on their way with their prospects. So totally possible that it's actually going to be a little bit harder. But uh, that's why I picked them with the last pick, just because the vision's a little bit better than usual. So shouts to, shouts to those teams, finally. It's taking you like seven years, but you guys are actually like okay now. So shouts to them. And the Cubs too. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that they had to give up their entire World Series roster. And they've seemingly been able to come back in with some young talent, your Nico Horners of the world, who's really mm -hmm. underrated. And then uh, Cubs, I don't know about you, Miller, but if I was the team that fixed a former MVP to being yeah. back MVP self, I think I'd want to keep that guy. So we'll have to see how the Cody Bellinger sweepstakes go. But um, yeah, that's my last pick. Same He's such an interesting case study. Is he going to get like an eight-year three? Like, did he just play his way into like a freaking mega contract again? Like, we thought this guy He's was going to be fascinating. Like, yeah, He's we thought he was gonna be like on the couch or something. I was like, is he going to just be like a backup outfielder? Right? Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I think that we should have, as a collective at least been like, yeah, he's worth a flyer. You know what I mean? Like, he's a former yeah. MVP. At the minimum, he's better than, like, Trent Grisham, that type of stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, like, for you to go from a one-win player the last three years and one of those years being a negative one player to returning to four, and granted his defense has been a little bit shaky at times, but the slash lines are kind of 144 WRC plus Billard. You know what it was the past couple years? 83 and 47. <laughs> like, it's just like I, I am very curious to see what contract he gets i think it's going to be a, a decently chunky one but it's fascinating because he's also 27 so it, it's one of the weirder free agents we've seen in a while because usually guys who don't perform and i gave you those numbers it's like oh god they just got hit with the injury bug didn't they no it i mean he did a little bit but <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like it's just, yeah maybe that's what it, i'm i cannot wait to see what he yeah. gets. I think it's going to be a fascinating 
free agent because people are gonna be like, well, then what happened those previous two years? What happened to you? I think he gets paid though, man. I, I, I think he's getting paid big time. I think teams are gonna want him because he's done it before. He's done mm-hmm. it before and he's not too young. Or not yeah, too he, old. Looked, he looked broken. I thought he had like the yips or something. It was like he was just swinging at balls in the dirt, swinging at pitches outside the zone. Yeah. Like, what's going on with this man? Yeah. Um, but for Cody, if I was him, maybe just take a little if you really are a confident dude and you believe in yourself, bet on yourself, take a little short term deal one or two years prove everyone again this is not a fluke and then you re-up for like eight nine years after that just prove everyone once again that wasn't one year fluke MVP cody is back you give them like a two or three year sample size you come back to free agency they're giving you 40 50 million a year all of a sudden you're an aaron judge territory did you have any last minute honorable mentions for our draft today javi i know you mentioned the national i I mean i think i covered it the nationals Okay. Yeah, okay. if the that Nationals, was the only one, that's I didn't know. The only thing. You know, we still. Yeah, I'm not even gonna make any jokes. I didn't know if you wanted to pick the Angels. They still got some talent out there. I didn't know maybe uh, no. uh something the White Sox. You know, a They're healthy cooked. Eloy, Luis, Robert, Dylan Cease. Big. Don't get me started on Eloy. Don't get me started on Eloy. He's oh my god, Eloy Jimenez. Pirates hottest team first thirty <laughs> games. Can they do it over one sixty two? Okay. Okay. Get O'Neill okay. Cruz back. Yeah, Get yeah. O'Neill Cruz back? Would it play Brian Hayes? Maybe Brian Hayes? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, he's at least he's a good defender, right? We'll yeah. See. Yeah. So that, that's our little bounce back draft for 2024. Um, Javier Reyes, before we wrap up today, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Or if you want only Padres content, at LO underscore Padres on Twitter. And then Lockdown Padres on YouTube, where I post reaction videos on the old YouTube shorts thing. Going to be doing that more and more. Any Every breaking news thing, I'm going to try and put it out more. I probably should have put one up. Now think about it after the Gary Sanchez news and maybe after my boy. I didn't mention him. Profane. Jerickson Profar getting called up by the team. He's going to play. It's uh, tonight's game. Can't wait for that. Uh, Just bringing the good vibes back. I should have used that as part of my reason for why the Padres will bounce back. They needed him back. He's the soul. You know, he's he's the the, the heart. He's the energy. He's the the Mm. drum beat. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what it's going to take. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Interesting. Follow me on Twitter at Creator Times24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks. Both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. Another week. Another crossover, another draft with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. Until next week, doses.